This podcast is brought to you by the InterAstra Institute, the global public square for the business of space. Join us at interastra.space. So I put those thoughts together and what it says to me is challenges me to try hard to explore with a sense of play, of freedom, to be my eight-year-old self again, to shut off the self-talk and just be, just do. Be here now. I am the only person to have walked in space and gone to the deepest point in the ocean. Hi, I'm Kathy Sullivan, and I'm an explorer. Exploring doesn't always have to involve going to some remote or exotic place. It simply requires your commitment to put curiosity into action. So join me on this podcast journey as I reflect on lessons learned from life so far and from my brilliant and ever inquisitive guests. We'll explore together in this very moment from right where you are. Spaceship not required. Welcome to Kathy Sullivan Explores. Before we take off, I have a gift for you. I believe that no matter where you are today, an active thirst for knowledge will help unlock your ability to live a life of meaning and happiness. So I'm sharing some lessons I've learned on my road less traveled. Over at kathysullivanexplores.com, you'll find my seven astronaut tips to improving your life on Earth. When you sign up, I'll send them to you and also make sure you're the first to discover future podcast episodes and learn more about exciting adventures ahead. Just head on over to kathysullivanexplores.com. When's the last time you watched people at a sporting event or Olympic opening ceremonies, maybe at a concert? They're having a really lifetime high experience. And yet, mainly they're holding their cell phone up or their camera up to film it all. I'm always stunned when I see athletes who spent a lifetime trying to get to the Olympics marching into the stadium. I can't imagine being in such a heady, wonderful, fulfilling, you know, I finally made it moment. And they're mainly focused on their phone. It's as if capturing pictures and video is more important or more valuable than the experience itself. They're living everything through their camera screen. As explorers, shouldn't this amaze us? I know it does for me. I made sure there's moments we all reach for our phones or cameras to grab something and, and get a visual memory. But those moments come with a cost. They take us out of the actual moment, out of fully living it. It leads me to understand why performing theater companies demand that the audiences not film or record their performances. It's not only about copyright. I think they hope that you will make as full an investment in appreciating what they have crafted for you as they put into preparing it for you. And one of the places I found an echo and an interesting perspective on this sort of a thought is The Inner Game of Tennis, a book by Tim Galway in 1974, which became a series including Inner Game of Golf and of Work and Skiing and Music. Galway's method suggests we take ourselves back to our eight-year-old selves. He says, we learn most of everything that's really important. It's the maximum learning age, those years before eight. You've learned to walk, you've learned motor control, you've learned speech and so forth. But it's about at age eight that strongly held opinions start to develop and we start parroting what we've heard from parents or peers or teachers. So I put those thoughts together and what it says to me is challenges me to try hard to explore with a sense of play, of freedom, to be my eight-year-old self again 
to shut off the self-talk and just be, just do. Be here now. Not at home, not in the past, not in the future, but genuinely interested in and absorbing where I am now, who I'm with, and taking it all in without an opinion. Encountering something a little different or odd or new with an isn't that interesting mindset instead of, oh, that's so odd. Or, you know, why do they do it that way? That's not how we do it in the United States. Get rid of all of that and just see what's interesting there. I have some friends that have illustrated this quandary to me many, many times. Uh, These are two friends of mine who grew up together and have an amazing recall of past events. I mean, at the level of what Aunt Doris was wearing at the Easter dinner in 1957, that kind of thing. And every single play in every single Ohio State football game, trust me, they do. But no matter where they are physically, and we've traveled many places together, No matter where these two are physically, their conversation will quickly cut back to these long-ago events in that old hometown. They descend into that bubble of northeastern Ohio in the 50s and 60s, reliving again all those rich details that they can remember, oblivious to the beauty, the novelty, the delight of the moment, the place that they're in. I suppose there's a sense of safety and security in that familiar conversation, but they're missing so very much. Another aspect of the challenge is to really see. And I just got a new perspective on this from a video game recently. I was toying around with one of those detective games where you're supposed to find various objects, sometimes blatantly out in a scene or sort of cached and hidden away in a scene. And on one of those scenes, the prompt was, go, for, you know, go find an airplane. I couldn't find an airplane anywhere. I was looking for airplanes like the ones I've seen, like the one I had naturally in my mind's eye. You know, I would have thought having flown a few airplanes myself, I'm sure going to believe I can recognize one. But in the game, they just meant airplane. And it was a paper airplane, just as valid. But I was looking to see the thing I already knew. I was not looking with the innocence of an eight-year-old with the, the no story in my mind as what is there. Another prompt was a spade. Well, there was nothing shovel-like in that scene because the game developers meant a playing card spade from the suit of cards. And it really brought home to me that pitfall we can all fall into of only seeing what I already had in my mind's eye, looking right past things that are around me because they didn't fit the mental model that I was operating in. How to get back to that inner eight-year-old, how to just see and observe and take in what's around you without right away filtering it through our mental models. I think these are muscles we can develop a little bit every single day, even in our everyday world. Be here now. Put your phone down. Take all your surroundings in through every one of your senses And pay attention to what's around you, not what's already in your head or how your experience looks on the screen in front of you. What beauty will you uncover? What will you notice that never occurred to you before? And how much richer will your life be if you can resist the screen and be fully in the moment? Just a thought. 
Thanks so much for joining me on today's mission. For more solo shows and deep dives with incredible guests, along with all the ways to get the podcast and much more, head over to kathysullivanexplores.com. This podcast is brought to you by the InterAstra Institute. New episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Music, and most everywhere podcasts are found. To be the first to know when the next episode drops, head over to interastra.space.